Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from Camden Yards in Baltimore, Maryland, where the Orioles and Guardians are meeting in a three-game series this weekend. Day baseball on both Saturday and Sunday, 4.05 on Saturday, 1.35 on Sunday. Coming up on this week's show, we will hear from two members of the suddenly red-hot starting rotation, Cal Quantrill and Zach Plesak. We'll visit with Luke Maley, Guardians catcher, and then also have a minor league update with Rob Serfolio, the Guardians director of player development. But first, the week in review, and a good week it has been for Cleveland as uh, they are winners of four straight heading into Saturday's play. Monday night, Kansas City in town for a Memorial Day Monday night matchup, and the Guardians got the scoring started in the first inning. Miles Straw was on second base. With first base open, the Royals decided to pitch to Jose Ramirez. Big mistake. Easley checks second, the pitch, and it's swung on, line to right center, base hit. That is going to put Cleveland on top as Heasley gives up an RBI single to right center to Jose Ramirez. one nothing Cleveland as Straw cruises home from second. Well, the young man said, you know what? I don't believe the press clippings. I can get Jose Ramirez out. And now the young man trails one to nothing. In the third inning, Kansas City tied the game, but in the fifth, once again, there was a runner on. Ramirez was at the plate, and he got a pitch to hit. Here's his payoff pitch. Swung on and drilled down the right field line. Home run, Jose Ramirez. He's done it again. Two-run shot for Ramirez. And the Guardians take a 3-1 lead. In the eighth, Kansas City got two runs off the guard's pen to tie the game at three, but it wouldn't stay tied for long. In the bottom of the inning, the first two Guardians batters reached, and then Andres Jimenez delivered in a big way. Infield in, Jimenez awaiting the payoff pitch. Here it comes. A swing and a drive to deep center field. Away, back and go. And Andres Jimenez with a three-run bolt to dead center. And Cleveland has a 6-3 lead here in the eighth. His fifth home run of the year, giving him 23 runs batted in. The Guardians added one more in the eighth on a Royals error to make it a 7-3 lead, and that was plenty as Emmanuel Classe was on to finish it off in the ninth. Now the set and the 1-2 offering. Swing and a miss. Ball game. Class A strikes out Benintendi to end it. 
And so the holiday weekend comes to a fruitful conclusion for the Cleveland Guardians as they win game one of this series tonight, beating Kansas City 7-3. to three. On to Tuesday night, and once again the Guardians got it going early. First inning, Owen Miller drove in a run with a ground out, and then Ernie Clement knocked in another. Clement sends a line drive base hit into left near the line. That'll score Ramirez. And it's 2-0 Cleveland. And Ernie Clement has his fourth RBI. And the Guardians have scored a couple of runs now. And the intentional walk comes back as a run. Then it was Andres Jimenez keeping the first inning rally going. The pitch swung on a floater. Shallow center. Bobby Witt can't make the catch. It drops in no man's land between everybody. Bloop single will score Gonzalez. In the third is Ernie Clement. And everything falling Cleveland's way here in inning number one. The Royals pulled it within a run after scoring single runs in the second and third. But in the bottom of the third, Austin Hedges got into one with two men on. Clement at second. Mercado at first. One down third inning. Guardians with a 3-2 to two lead. The pitch. Swung on. This is hit a ton deep left. Down the line it goes. It is a fair ball and a home run. A three-run home run down the left field line. Austin Hedges has put Cleveland on top 6-2. to two. It remained a 6-2 Guardians lead until the sixth. That's when Oscar Gonzalez continued to impress in just his fifth big league game. Here's the 0-1 pitch. A swing and a liner toward the gap in left center. It's a base hit for Gonzalez. This will clear him. On his way to second, Gonzalez head first slide, a double. Scoring Ramirez and Miller. And Oscar Gonzalez with another multi-hit game. A two-run double to left center. And Cleveland now has the lead, 8-2. And Oscar Gonzalez can probably call up whoever his landlord is in Columbus and tell him to rent that apartment out to somebody else. What a job he has done since coming up. Cal Quantrill was solid through six and a third innings, and he was in line for the win with Brian Shaw on to try and finish off the Royals in the ninth. Now the set by Brian Shaw and the pitch. Swing and a fly ball. Fairly deep right center. Miles Straw is there. Makes the catch. Ball game. And Cleveland's won a series as they jump on the Royals early tonight. And they beat up Kansas City 8-3. So the Guardians were looking for the sweep on Wednesday afternoon. And they got on the board in the third inning with two outs. Thanks to Ahmed Rosario. The pitch. And he sends a shot up the middle. Base hit center field. Cleveland takes the lead. Palacios will score Quan to third and Ahmed Rosario with his 11th RBI puts Cleveland on top one to nothing. He got a pitch that was up and he was able to drive it right back up the middle. Meanwhile on the mound Connor Pilkington the rookie was sharp early in this one. Lopez left-handed batter so left on left here. Pilkington delivers, and it's swung on, chopped to the second baseman. Jimenez is there, throws to first in time for the out. Pilkington works out of a bases-loaded jam, and the Guardians remain in front. We head to the bottom of the fourth, 1-0 Cleveland. In the bottom of the fourth, another big two-out hit, this time from Andres Jimenez. Here's the 1-1. 
Swung on, and that's looped to shallow center. It gets down for a base hit. Flying around third and scoring is Miller. Jimenez comes through again with a runner in scoring position, and the Guardians take a 2-0 lead. Jose Ramirez drove in his league-leading 52nd RBI with a ground out in the fifth to make it 3-0, and then in the sixth, Richie Palacios made it four straight innings with a run scored for the Guardians. He lets it fly, and Palacios floats one into shallow left. It's a bloop single. That is going to score Jimenez. On his way to second with a head first slide and a double is Palacios. A flare double into shallow left near the line, and Cleveland's up four to nothing. That would be it for scoring in this one. But on the mound, Connor Pilkington was terrific through five, and the bullpen combo of Eli Morgan, Brian Shaw, and Emmanuel Classe tried to complete the shutout and a sweep of the Royals. So Cleveland, one out away from getting to within two games of the 500 mark, and a light rain starts to fall. This game is going to end just in time. Here's the set in the pitch. A swing and a chopper to third. Fielded by Ramirez. Sets, throws, ball game. And the sweep is complete. As today, Cleveland gets its first shutout in 2022. And sweep the Kansas City Royals by a final score today of 4 to nothing. So an impressive homestand, brief as it was for the Guardians. They sweep Kansas City three straight. Off day Thursday, and then Friday night in Baltimore, the opener of a brief road swing, just three games in Baltimore, and the Guardians kept it going. They had the bats working early in the first inning. Ahmed Rosario and Jose Ramirez were on base for Owen Miller. The set in the next delivery, and it swung and drilled a third off the glove of Nevin. Down the left field line into foul ground. That'll score Rosario and Ramirez. And Owen Miller is in standing with a two-run double. Another bullet off the bat of a Guardians hitter as Owen Miller scalded one over the leaping Nevin at third. It ticked off his glove just barely and continued down the left field line in foul ground. And that is three straight rockets off Cleveland hitters' bats. The Guardians kept it going in the third inning. Once again, two men on for Miller. Now the set, now the pitch. Runner goes, pitch is swung on line, shot to center field. Mullins dives, gets a glove on it, can't make the catch. In to score, Straw coming around third, coming for home. Ramirez throw, slide, tag, and safe at the plate. Cedric Mullins tried to make a diving catch. Got a glove on it, but kept the ball in front of him. And Hosey running on the pitch scores from first as the throw from Mullins to the plate. Not quite in time as Hosey scores from first on a single to center by Owen Miller, who makes it a 4-0 Cleveland lead. The next batter was Josh Naylor. The lefty checks second, comes to the plate. Naylor sends a ground ball single into left center as he foils the shift. Miller can walk home. 5-0 Cleveland. And another good piece of hitting as with a shift employed, Josh Naylor shoots a ground ball into left center where the shortstop would normally be. And Naylor has his 26th RBI. 5-0 Cleveland as they have jumped all over Bruce Zimmerman in the first three innings. 
Meanwhile, on the mound, Shane Bieber was locked in from the start. Down the 2-2. Swing and a miss. He got him with another good curveball. And Shane Bieber with a season-high 11 strikeouts. Seven shutout innings of one-hit baseball from Shane Bieber. Baltimore rallied for three runs in the eighth to make it a 6-3 Guardians lead. But in the ninth, Emmanuel Classe was on to slam the door. And the 1-2 pitch to Rugnet Odor. Swing and a miss. Ball game. Chased a slider in the dirt. Classe gets strikeout number 15 for Cleveland pitching tonight. And the Guardians open up this three-game weekend series with a 6-3 win over the Orioles. So it's been a, a fine week for the Guardians so far. They've won four in a row heading into Saturday's action in Baltimore. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from Guardians catcher Luke Maley. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. we got a long way to go. Progressive knows that most people don't get to experience making a game-winning touchdown or a walk-off home run. So we're going to talk to you like you did something great so you can bask in the glory. No way. Is it really you? You're the one who bundled their home, auto, RV, and other vehicles with Progressive, right? Hold on. Let me grab my friends. Hey, guys, check it out. It's the one who saved the money. If you can't bask in sports glory, at least you can bask in the glory of saving money when you bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and third-party insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. The pitch. He does bunt it. Up in the air foul. Luke Maley, the catcher, with a running basket catch. Rams into the net. Behind a home plate and hangs on. Heck of a play by Luke Maley. Infield back, double play depth. Chaffin's pitch. And it's swung on, skied in the air to medium deep center. This will get a run home. Catch made by Hill. Tagging and trotting home Jimenez. Miller stays at first. I'll tell you what, Luke Maley has really given Cleveland good at bats every time he plays. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Camden Yards in Baltimore where the Orioles and the Guardians are meeting this weekend. Luke Maley has had a fine start to his season, albeit a late start due to an injury that he suffered this spring. But he says he's pleased with how things have gone since he's been able to make it back to the lineup. Certainly from an individual standpoint, I feel like I've done fine. Um, I just like the way I'm controlling my at-bats right now, and still there's some work to be done on the defensive side of the ball, kind of understanding the staff and getting a little bit of a better rapport with some of our starters and relievers. But, uh, you know, that's all kind of out of my control at this point. It's just going to happen when it happens. You know, as a team, I think there's been uh, a few disappointments along the way, but we're fighting. Um, I think there's a lot of intent behind our at-bats, and I'm just trying to be a part of that. You mentioned working with the pitching staff, and, you had an unfortunate injury in spring training, which I would have thought would have been a, that great time to really get to know the staff. How frustrating was it when, when you couldn't play and, and get to know the staff as well as you'd like? It was very frustrating. You know, the last couple of years have been a little bit of a blur for me, just being up and down and having the injury in 2020. Um, just not a whole lot of innings under my belt. And then to come in and be in a good situation and go down with a hammy was, was frustrating. But it's baseball. It's it's going to happen, you know, to a lot of people, and, and I'm certainly not the first one it happened to. So you got to you got to press on. And defensively, you've been catching Tristan McKenzie a little bit. It seems like his season is as consistent as we've seen a stretch from him since he's been in the major leagues. And what are you seeing back there that that's really encouraging for him? Uh, I mean, first and foremost, just electric stuff. Um, 
it makes a catcher's job pretty easy when you've got a fastball with that's that powerful, that has that much, you know, spin rate or whatever you want to call it, that much ride. Um, very few times is there just a bad pitch to call with him. So all that's to say, it, it, it makes my job uh, substantially easier, especially coming in as a new guy. But what I've seen from him is just a very cool, calm, collective guy who has not let any big inning scare him. He hasn't let good swings early in the game get to him. He stays in the strike zone. When he does get out of the strike zone like he did on a four-pitch walk, to um, forget to who it was, actually. But whoever it was, he got right back in the zone, and we got out of the inning. So uh, there's been a body of work that has showed me that he's uh, certainly a mature guy out there throwing the ball. Luke Maley joining us, Guardians catcher. Luke, uh, growing up, you had, you had the good fortune. Uh, your dad played college football, and, and your grandpa played college basketball at LSU. Uh, so there's sports around you growing up. Uh, how did that benefit you as, as you were growing up in terms of your love for the game and, and really enjoying athletics? Well, it made it fun. Um, sports have always been an enormous part of my family, our family. Um, got cousins that play football. I've got a bunch of cousins that don't play anymore that play baseball and are three-sport athletes, um, volleyball players, you name it. So it's kind of been it's a, it's been a sports household my, my entire life. But it, it was just a lot of fun. I mean, that's the first word that comes to mind, and, uh, and it Luckily, it still is fun. And what do you think it's like for them now that you're in the major leagues and, and putting a career together at that level? Well, I hope they're enjoying it. Um, you know, we've definitely had, uh, you know, there's been some, some times throughout my career where I've really had to fight, and they've been there for me. The, the support has been extraordinary, um, and I've needed every bit of it because it's a hard game, and uh, it's, it's tough to stick around this game for what will now be, I guess, my eighth season, parts of eighth season. Congratulations on getting it rolling and, and being healthy and, and being able to contribute to this ball club. Thanks a lot for coming by. No problem. Anytime. Nice visit with Luke Maley, who's been a nice veteran presence as the backup catcher on this ball club, certainly contrib- uh, contributing nicely on a regular basis when he gets the chance to play. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll talk pitching with Cal Quantrill and Zach Plesak, two of the members of the starting rotation that is suddenly on a roll. That's next as we continue with Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you in Baltimore. Great to have you with us and always a lot of places to listen to our show each week, including on our radio network. You can do so usually Saturday afternoon, evening, in and around the uh, Guardians game that week. Or you can check out cleguardians.com. That's C-L-E-Guardians.com. All the archived editions are there. Or you can listen to our show in podcast form wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Well, Cal Contral is off to a, a real nice start this season on the mound for the Guardians. Nine starts, he's 2-3 and three with an ERA of 3.52. Win number two came in a quality start on Tuesday as he worked into the seventh inning in a win over Kansas City. And he talked about some of the keys to consistently being able to pitch deep into games. There's all these sayings about, you know, how many times you feel great, how many times you feel okay during a season. Um, I think one thing I've tried to take a lot of pride in this year is those games that you feel just all right, trying to go, trying to extend those games, lengthen those games. If you can make your okay game six or seven innings, you know, you're, you're looking towards a good season because you're going to have a couple easier ones mixed in there. So these last three or four games have kind of been a test. I don't think I've thrown the ball exceptionally well, but we've been able to stay deep into games and we've been able to kind of control lineups and take the thunder out of the bats. 
So much of the conversation this season about starting pitching throughout baseball has been the unique buildup because of the shorter spring training, but it, it doesn't seem, at least outwardly, like you were impacted as much. And do you feel fairly normal from, from the start to where you are now? Yeah, I do. I think uh, we probably started a, a little shorter than most teams in terms of our, our outings the first two times to the order, but I think we're all pretty much there now. Um, you know, the I think the next step for for all of us i'll speak for myself is you know how can we push into that overall 100 range 110 120 pitches and, and go even deeper into baseball games i think it's it kind of it, it pays dividends over and over again when you're able to save your pen because inevitably weird things happen double headers happen <clears throat> early exit and you, you want to be as fresh as possible so um talked about it a little bit yesterday but just not leaving any innings on the table and finding a way for our entire staff to to consistently go six or more you got a lot of run support last night and, and you had that early in the season and then you had some games where it, where it's been a struggle but uh it seems like you keep the same frame of mind every time and it sounds easier said than done it, it is it easy just to hey, go out there and pitch no matter what's going on around you yeah i just remind myself i, I mean the, no one's no one's changing the level with which they're they're trying or they're working hard or whatever. Sometimes the games can can be random at times. Like I said it before last start. Like it's as likely that they score eight, ten, twenty the next day. So, you know, you don't you just don't want to get too outward outwardly motivated. Like oh, I only pitch well when you know they score six runs for me. Like I have a job to do, and that job is to keep the team in the game as long as possible. Um, whether they score runs in the first, fourth, ninth, it doesn't really matter to me as long as we win at the end. So, yeah, we went through a little bit of a dry spell, but, I mean, heck, I've got two games where they've scored eight-plus runs. So um, I think over the course of a season, it really does even out. i got ultimate faith in all our guys, and I think it probably flies under the radar that they've played some great D behind me too. Cal Quantrill joining us. You mentioned great defense. Oscar Gonzalez throws a runner out at the plate on a, a real nice tag play by Austin Hedges. As a pitcher, when you're watching that, what happens to you, and, and how do you feel about that after it happens? Yeah, I think <clears throat> it's, <laughs> well, obviously it's exciting, but it can lock you in again. It can remind you, like, hey, these guys are out here working hard. They're making plays they you know aren't expected to make keep you in this game. There's a little bit of a, you feel like maybe you ought to reciprocate a little bit. So um, it's huge. I think it, it changed, or for, at least for me, I think it, it got me right. And I felt like after that, that play, I, I settled in a lot better, so... Um, but, you know, that was just one of many plays that I've made over the last, you know, three, four games. I've had a guy throwing out at third. It's nice double plays. It's been they've been playing really good deep. And team-wise, a uh, good couple of games here. And I know it's been a up-and-down season, some of those struggles, I think, for a young team maybe. But um, what are you seeing here that, that has you excited about what could be as as things get deeper into the season? I think the big key with us is that we've, we haven't and we will continue to not use youth as an excuse. The, the league is young. There's 25, 20, there's 23-year-olds dominating in this sport. It, I don't think it's an excuse. I think the game's changed. I think we're, in fact, I think we're in our prime. This is when we should be winning. So um, we're going to continue to go about it like that. And regardless of amount of service time, I don't think that, that, that that's very relevant. So, um, yeah, I mean, it hasn't been perfect so far, but I think we've played good baseball. We've been on the, the tough end of a couple games, and, you know, it'll all come around. Is there a certain amount of fun energy with, with youth? Oh, absolutely. We got we got one of the best clubhouses in baseball, I think. All right, Cal. Thanks for coming by. All right, for sure. That's Guardian starting pitcher Cal Quantrill having a fine season to this point. It's been an up and down year for Zach Plezak. One and four on the season after nine starts with an ERA of four point nine three. But his best outing 
may have been Monday night against Kansas City as he allowed just one run in six innings. He talked about some of the adjustments that he's had to make to get back on track. I think it was just trusting my stuff. You know, I think going out there with the confidence and the will to go command pitches, you know, I think I did a good job this game. Hedgie and I worked executing the ball where we needed to in certain counts, and when we were ahead, we were able to get the ball below the zone to get some swings and misses. So, um, you know, I felt I felt like we did a good job mixing pitches too. So um, it was a lot of fun. And we were talking earlier about some of the things that you, that you were trying to do earlier. Maybe you got off track a little bit. And what happens when you're when you're trying to maybe get a couple of more miles an hour on your on your hard stuff that? And you're not doing it in the way that that's, you're comfortable with. What happens there? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a trap. I think the velocity, um, the, the velo is a trap. Um, I fell victim to it, trying to get a couple more ticks in my velo that I know I have in the tank. Um, and, you know, just how short spring training was and the buildup we had, it's just the, the trust for that velocity to come as we stay efficient with our movements and begin to feel comfortable with where we release the ball. So, you know, getting away from that, trying to find some velo is easy because you can start trying to check the box you get robotical you start you know hitting checkpoints in your delivery instead of moving freely how you're supposed to and how your uniquely given ability as an athlete is you know so it's really getting back to that athleticism rhythm and timing when you talk about this stuff it it seems like you've been here a while but but as you were mentioning full season wise you, you really haven't had that much time in the major leagues and uh, is that something that's easy to forget sometimes because of when you came up as a rookie yeah well yesterday or two days ago the 28th was my three-year anniversary so i came up in you know 19 i didn't really it wasn't a whole season it was in may you know and 20 was the shortened season and then 21 last year i'd broken my thumb for four weeks missed like five or six starts so um you know still just building as as the season goes and putting on a good routine and regimen together that is going to help me trend upwards the whole season and when we look up in august september it should be when i'm feeling my best you know so it's about putting those points forward and continuing just to work every day and put good habits and um you know, work ethic in each each and everything I do. Zach, please, Zach, joining us. Uh, you touched on it earlier, pitching on Memorial Day. Uh, uh, you came to the park yesterday. That seemed like you were in a really good place. Why is that? Yeah, you know, just that day was 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 bigger than me. You know, for all the fallen and the soldiers and people who you know risk our lot their lives for our freedom. Uh, just a day of peace for myself. I woke up. It was beautiful, sunny, and you know, I was just thankful to be doing what I what I'm blessed to be able to do is have the greatest job in the world and I really believe that and you know with that attitude coming to the field every day it's hard to lose all right we'll finish with this we're recording this in the clubhouse at your locker where's the music no music today what's going on yeah we everyone just got here it's 2 30 so we're gonna get it's 227 so 2 30 hits music's playing <laughs> thanks Zach appreciate it thank you and Zach please Zach always with some uh, real thoughtful comments about where he's at in terms of what he's trying to do on the mound to be effective and certainly was earlier this week against Kansas City. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll talk pitching in the minor leagues with Farm Director Rob Serfolio. That's next on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Progressive knows that most people don't get to experience making a game-winning touchdown or a walk-off home run, so we're going to talk to you like you did something great so you can bask in the glory. 
Sorry to bother you, but uh, you're the one who bundled their home, auto boat, and other vehicles with Progressive, right? I seriously still talk about that with my friends. How you saved all that money? Hey, you mind if I take a selfie with you? That would be amazing. If you can't bask in sports glory, at least you can bask in the glory of saving money when you bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome back. It's our final segment of Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you in Baltimore. And earlier this week, we had a chance to visit with Rob Serfolio, who's the director of player development for the Guardians, our minor league report. And we talked to Akron this week and pitching this week down there with a ton of highly regarded prospects, none higher than Daniel Espino, who was off to a great start, but he suffered a knee injury. And Rob fills us in on how that recovery is going for Espino. Yeah, so I think first off with with Danny, he's doing a tremendous job of attacking his rehab every day. And anytime you get hurt, really for the first time in in his career, this is where he's missed legitimate time. That's frustrating as an athlete, and that's been something we've been talking with Daniel about a ton of big picture in mind here, long-term goals. We want to do everything we can to make sure that when you get back out there on the field this year, you're 100% ready to go, and we have all of the, the injury bug behind us. And so he's been battling a little bit of a knee injury. Um, like I said, we're taking it slow and conservative so that when he gets back out there, we're all seeing the best version of Daniel Espino. A pitcher who is performing and performing very well, Joey Cantillo, uh, numbers off the charts. Um, what has he done to take a big step forward this year? Yeah, so Joey, I mean, a common theme with a lot of the arms that we have in AA are like young, high upside starting pitchers, and, and Joey's certainly one of those guys. Came over to us as part of one of the San Diego trades, I believe it was the Clevenger deal, and he was really one of the youngest kids in that trade that came over, and last year about a little bit of an injury, so he missed a ton of time. He got healthy right towards the back end of the year, but I think huge credit to Joey in the sense that he didn't perform to the standard that he was hoping to last year, really attacked his offseason, spent a ton of time with us out in Arizona, and our pitching group really got their hands dirty with him. And everything from velocity training to just stabilizing some of his arsenal, and I think we're seeing a ton of that work translate into game this year, which has been tremendous. And Xavion Curry, I know, is another pitcher who's been on the radar uh, for a while now, and, and how's his season going? Yeah, just, you know, that, that whole rotation is, is easy to talk about. You look at their numbers, and Zay, another guy who's striking out a lot of guys and college arms, so they have a little bit more of a routine when we get these guys, but really adjusting to a five-man rotation for the first time, and that comes with added workload, and, and Zay is one of the most routine-oriented players that we have. You show up to the yard, you know, an hour before a Xavier and Curry start, and you watch the routine that he goes through, and it's pretty impressive. And I think as a result, you've seen just consistency throughout each time he toes the hill with, with a lot of the performance metrics that we're looking for. And, and again, an, another guy and really a loaded rotation there um, that we're hoping to see big things from. All right, let's turn it to the bullpen. Andrew Miziasic numbers off the charts what's going on there how's he getting people out so consistently Miz is really a guy that's come on this year so lefty um who we got out of the draft in 2019 his velocity at that time was you know 89 90 91 and and again similar to what we talked about with with Cantillo like this is a guy that's really dedicated himself to just the development process he's put in the work 
He's spent time with us in the offseason in velocity programs and other various things that we thought could be helpful for him. And I think, again, we're seeing some of the fruits of that labor in the offseason of continued physical development, continued velocity, and secondary refinement. And, like, he just continues to get better every time out. He's pitching multiple innings out of the bullpen, which is a little bit unique uh, nowadays. He's a former starter in college, but three-pitch mix with his fastball slider changeup, and and he's having a lot of success across the board. And, again, just a big credit goes to the player, I think, for just his willingness to get better and just turn every stone over to impact his career. And, and it's been cool to see some of the fruits of the labor come through so far. Another reliever who was there but got the promotion to AAA Columbus is Kevin Kelly. What did he do to get moved up? Yeah, I mean, very similar to Miz, another guy that is just super dedicated to – getting better college pitcher that had some history throwing in length in college. And again, like, like Miz, he's thrown in, in multi-inning outings for us so far in double A and really was, was just dominating the league from, from a strikeouts and, and strike throwing side of things. So we thought challenging him in triple A against some more advanced hitters would be warranted. And um, he, he moved the beginning of this week. And again, you know, a little bit of a, a different approach, righty, little three-quarter side armor guy that can throw two unique fastballs and, and spin a breaking ball and and his stuff is is just so good with with some higher velocity than normal than you see from guys throwing out of the sidearm slot so just his mix his his maturity and, and mentality he's a really cerebral kid that that knows how to use his stuff to, to his most advantageous plan and and he just continues to have success as part of that. Farm Director Rob Serfolio joining us. Let's switch to the position player side. Young man is no longer at AA, got moved up to AAA, is Will Brennan. And I know he had a big postseason, some big hits in the postseason for AA Akron last year. How did that carry over confidence-wise for him heading into this year and, and allow him to really compete well? Yeah, it's it's fun talking about guys like Kelly and Brennan, the, kind of the early season promotions that start to really come into the conversation this time of year. And to your point, Will was a guy that started last year in Lake County, got up to Akron towards last third of the season and impacted that playoff run that Akron had to end up winning the the Eastern League last year, had a big home run. Uh, in the bottom of the eighth inning to help kind of win that championship game. And I think just his confidence over time, um, I mean, he's an incredibly hard worker. He's gotten better in really all facets of the game. And one thing we really emphasize with him, not too dissimilar to some of the things that we've talked about with Kwani in the past of really high bar for contact, knows the zone. And so we're trying to find ways to pick our spots to, to impact the baseball. And I think Will, if you look at some of his like impact quality and, and power numbers, just slowly continue to go up. And I think that's a credit to just the mindset and intent that goes behind that that our hitting group talks about a lot. And Will's done just that and been able to translate it into game. And, again, like you look at his numbers, a guy that his, his numbers spoke for themselves in AA, and we thought warranted a challenge in AAA to, to jump in with, with some of that group there, especially with Oscar and, and Richie and some of the guys in AAA getting a major league opportunity currently. And one more position player that we've talked about a lot, and, and unfortunately sometimes it's been about a lack of performance, but what is he doing to get better? Now the performance is kicking in for Bo Naylor. And uh, what's he done to come along so well at the plate? And I know he's progressing behind the plate too. On the defensive side, Bo's just been a, a rock for us. This, since the second we got him, just really mature beyond his years behind the plate. And I think you see a lot of that with its, his 
his pregame preparation of learning the hitters and advance process and getting on the same page with the pitching coach and the pitcher and even in-game. He does a tremendous job of reading situations, working in the dugout to make adjustments. So he's just done all the little things really well on the defensive side. And, and like you talked about last year, I mean, this is a kid that was in the top 10 youngest players in A last year. We really challenged him partly because of that maturity that he has, and we thought he could handle it. And he spent nearly his entire offseason. He actually lived in Arizona with his brother, worked with us a ton. Um, and, you know, Grant Fink and, and some of the group out in Arizona were really able to kind of like, okay, let's let's get back to the things that make you Bo Naylor. And they really put in a ton of time around his swing and just the way that he was moving to, to set him up for success. And I think it – Again, I, I love coming on here and giving credit to our players when they show the desire to improve in our staff when they're able to really partner with the players and get their hands dirty and move the needle. And I think we've seen just that with Bo. And he continues to, to still be one of the younger guys in the league, but we're seeing a lot of that work translate into how he's controlling the zone. His strikeouts are down, and he's really hitting for a decent amount of power as well. A lot of good things happening at the AA level for the Guardians. Rob, thanks a lot for coming by as always. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. That's Guardians Director of Player Development, Rob Serfolio, our weekly farm report. And that's going to do it for this edition of Guardians Weekly. Thanks so much for joining us. Always great to have you along. Thanks to Brian Motze for helping to put together our show each week. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.